friends. Welcome to Dancing in the Kitchen podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Stovacek. This podcast is about coming back to what makes you hungry for happiness, what feeds your soul. It's about remembering the crazy stories that got us where we are and the things we want to tell our younger self so we don't get lost along the way. It's about our favorite meals and the memories the smells, the taste, the conversations, the people, and maybe even the meals we'd rather forget, but are etched in our minds anyway. So let's have conversations over cupcakes, or we can have happy hour. We'll talk about the music we listened to in the 80s, the music we listen to now. What's our happy place, and why it's so important? I created this podcast because I had lost myself Until one day, I found myself blasting the music while I was cooking and dancing around my kitchen. These are things I love to do, but I stopped doing them for some reason. Maybe by sharing my stories and those of my friends at the table or on the dance floor, it will help you uncover yourself too by stirring up your own memories. I hope this podcast brings you joy nourishment, and maybe a laugh or two along the way. So ready or not, let's get started. Hey friends, thanks so much for coming back and joining me here on the podcast. I've been having so much fun and getting through this journey and I cannot believe it's already almost the end of June. Where has the first six months of this year gone. Oh my gosh. Anybody else feel me on this one? These past two episodes that I was talking with my great niece, Cecilia, and also Miss Lily, who's from my life group, were so much fun. I was hoping that the month of June, we would spend talking with some kiddos that had an impact in my life, which we did. And I had another episode planned for today, speaking to a woman that I've met on the square down here in Florida. She's almost 90 years old. She is the cutest little thing. Um, She's dancing on the square all the time, and she is just living and loving her life. She has her friend um, that dances with her, and they are just the cutest little couple. Um, But things kind of didn't work out the way I had hoped, so... Here I am recording this in the kitchen. You can hear the ceiling fan. You might hear some car noise. Um, But you know what? I'm just going to do this perfectly imperfect because what have I been talking about lately on social media is that if you wait for something to be perfect, you may never get it. And so here I am the night before this is supposed to air and I'm just now recording it. But um Like I said, you know, the last two weeks I've been talking with um, Cece and Lily, (laughs) and I just love the perspective that kids have about food and music and just having fun. Oh my gosh, to be a kid again. Oh, how fun. 
The other day, I posted a picture of myself. I think I was about four or five years old um, over in the Facebook group, Dancing in the Kitchen podcast. And if you aren't already there, I would so love it if you would join us in that group. Um, We have a lot of fun in there. I'd like to try to grow that group and have more engagement. I would love it if you guys are already in the group. If you would share some of your fun memories or your favorite foods or post and share different memes. That would be great. But when I posted that picture of me on the beach, I was, like I said, four or five years old. And it brought up so many memories from when we were kids. And we would go visit my grandma in Cocoa Beach. Uh, We would make sand castles and just drip the sand and collect seashells and get up early in the morning and go for a walk on the beach. And you could see Cape Canaveral, which now I think, what do they call it? Cape or Kennedy Space Center. Um, But we would go and watch rocket launches like in the mid seventies. It was so cool. I remember going to Disney World and it had to have been the first year or two um, or three, maybe I'm not sure, but it was definitely the very early beginning of Disney World, and we would go to Orlando and stay at my aunt's house and then get up and go to Disney World the next day. It was so much fun. My grandma worked at a restaurant right on the beach, and we used to go in there and pretend we were her waitresses and take orders and play music on the jukebox. And I remember, how crazy is this that I remember, listening to Bobby Sherman and the song Julie, Julie, Julie. Julie, 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 do you love me? (laughs) Julie, 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 do you care? (laughs) I can't sing, but oh my gosh, it was so fun. And I know, Renee, if you're listening to this, and Michelle and Mom, um, you guys will remember that, and it was just so much fun. Um, I would also remember going to visit my grandfather, who lived in this tiny little town called Christmas, Florida. He lived in a trailer. I think he had a horse. I remember something about a horse. And he would always give us Cherry Luden's cough drops. Like they were candy. It was so fun. Every time we would go, that's just how I would remember him was with those Cherry Luden cough drops. And um, he was definitely not a wealthy man, but he loved the Lord. And he always had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. I will always remember that. And everyone called him Red because of his red hair. Even as he aged, he still had that red hair, which is where my sister gets her hair color from. Um, And speaking of hair color, I thought it was kind of funny how she has red hair. I had really blonde hair when I was little. Then it was strawberry blonde. And my younger sister has is a brunette. And mom and dad are also both brunettes. So I thought that's kind of funny that they'd have a redhead, a blonde, and a brunette. But whatever that's worth and why I'm even sharing that, I have no idea. It just reminds me, like I said, um, thinking of the red hair reminds me of my grandpa. And the things we used to do when we were kids and we would go on vacation And at one point we lived in New Mexico in Albuquerque. I was kindergarten through third grade. And I remember sitting in the back of the station wagon. We didn't have to wear a seatbelt back then. 
And we would put socks on our feet and make little like sock puppets and puppet shows for the truck drivers, try to get them to honk at us and all the crazy things we used to do in the back of that station wagon on the trip from New Mexico to Ohio to visit my dad's side of the family or New Mexico to Florida to visit my mom's side of the family. So we used to take a lot of road trips um, when we lived out that way. And now, like I said, here I am in Florida again. It's crazy. I always used to say when my kids were growing up that I was going to move here someday. And uh, lo and behold, here I am. It just seemed to be the right time. The nest was empty. My kids are grown and on their own. And even though my daughter has been living in New York for the last two years, I miss her so much. Um, I wouldn't have seen her if I were in Ohio either, but I still miss her and I miss my son and, um, and his new wife. I'm actually getting ready to go back up and visit them in July for my mother's 80th birthday. But, um, but yeah, so with this whole journey, there's been so much that I have learned. And so that's kind of what I wanted to share with you briefly today is just a list of things I've learned through this journey, through this process, um, and in this chapter. Um, some of it's been kind of hard. Some of it's kind of funny. Um, and some of it, I don't know. I don't know how to describe. But so here's some things that I've learned. Moving is hard. <laughs> and moving with an anxiety disorder is super hard. I wish I had asked for help sooner with the packing and the prepping and getting everything boxed up. But I didn't. So wishing doesn't change a darn thing. It does, however, make me realize how important it is to ask for help when you need it. And I cannot thank God enough for my friends that stepped up and helped me in those last few days to get everything boxed up because I literally would start to walk in circles every time I'd have to start to think about packing things up. Um, one person who was helpful from a distance was my friend Tamar. I've talked about her and she's been a guest on the podcast. And I can't say enough. If you are someone who has an issue with papers, maybe you don't even realize it, um, and letting go, holding on to things that you don't necessarily need, she can help you move through that in such a way that the first time, I'm not going to lie, the first time I listened to one of her workshops, I thought, this woman is crazy. There's no way I'm going to do this. But um, after talking to her again and watching her and listening to her podcast, I realized she's right. I mean, you can't hold on to things from your past forever. You have to let it go. So she walked me through that. Um, and then my friends from Life Group and um, my friend Tina came and helped me and it just was amazing. I don't know what I would have done without them. So thank you ladies all for stepping up and helping me get through that. Um, but boy, you guys, if you need help, ask because honestly, I can't say enough. I don't know what I would have done without them. So, all right, next thing I've learned. 
I have a toxic relationship with shopping. <laughs> Clothes, shoes, food, you name it. I was honestly embarrassed by how much clothes and stuff I donated and threw away before I moved. And since I've been down here, I find myself at the store to pass the time way too often. I think I need to break up with shopping. <laughs> but like I said, I, I did have a lot of stuff that I donated and that was giving me some major anxiety letting go of that stuff. And looking at the big pile in my living room that last day or two days of um, getting everything out of the house, some things I just thought, this is brand new. Why am I giving it away? But I never used it. So why am I keeping it? That whole process was really, really hard. And until my friend Chelsea, hi Chelsea, I love and miss you. <laughs> Until my friend Chelsea put it to me in a different way to shift my mindset, it made it so much easier to accept. I kept saying, I can't believe I'm giving all this away. I can't believe I'm throwing all of this away. This is hard. But she redirected my mind to think of it as helping another family in need. By donating it to the Goodwill, I was helping a single mom who might not have been able to afford buying it brand new somewhere else. I had a lot of Pampered Chef stuff because if you know me, I was a Pampered Chef consultant for 14 years. And at one point, no lie, I had every single thing in that catalog. <laughs> but when she told me to look at it as though I was helping someone else, that made a huge difference and it really did take a big weight off my shoulders. So thank you for that, Chelsea. Okay, the next thing. I have developed a crazy anxiety or fear of driving on the freeway. I'm not sure if it's because I, I haven't had to drive much the past year or what. Driving next to trucks and lots of stop-and-go traffic has always been a little bit of an issue for me, but I can get through it. It's not that big of a deal, but oh my gosh, this trip, I was such a baby about not driving through the mountains and the twisty roads, so I was so thankful that my dad was able to come with me on this trip, and he took over on those parts. And confession, although there were some moments I still had to close my eyes and not watch. So <laughs> anyhow, I don't know what's going on with that, but we'll get over it. Okay, next thing I've learned, at any given moment, it will rain hard. <laughs> and most times it's over in about 15, 20 minutes. Wait a few minutes more and it will rain again. But this past week, it's been storming a lot, like all afternoon and evening. And uh, friends that I have down here and family, I do have a lot of cousins in Florida. Um, I keep being reminded, welcome to Florida in the summer. It does this all the time, and I know they need the rain, and I know it's better than snow. So as much as I hate the snow, this is still an adjustment 
and sorry for my complaining about it, but um, it's it's hard. It's an adjustment. And um, like I said, I've learned that it rains a lot more here than I thought it did. So <laughs> whatever. All right. Contrary to what Google tells me, eggshells do not keep lizards away. <laughs> Nothing does. Yuck. I can't stand those little geckos or chameleons or whatever they are, but they're everywhere. Gross. I guess I just need to get used to them. Another thing I've learned is driving a golf cart is fun. I don't golf. I don't drive on a golf course, but everybody down here drives a golf cart and it's fun. I like it. I would rather drive the uh, golf cart than my car, um, but yeah. And I think maybe driving the golf cart is, um, I guess if you back up a little bit to my anxiety of driving on the freeway, that's probably why I like driving the golf cart. Anyhow, another thing um, is if you own a landscaping or exterminating business, you are making a killing down here. Ha ha, joke, funny, funny, killing, exterminator. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> but seriously, though, they're everywhere. And if you don't have um, a lawn maintenance company, I haven't seen very many people that do it themselves down here. Everybody has somebody and they're always out. And you better make sure that either your window shades or blinds are closed or you're dressed by 7 a.m. because no lie, they are out here at 7.30 cutting grass. <laughs> and of course, it's because it gets hot and you have to do all of that by 9 o'clock in the morning um, before it gets too hot. So I totally get it. But I'm telling you guys, landscapers and exterminators, they are uh, definitely staying in business down here. So good businesses to be in. All right, next I don't know if I want to share this one or not, but maybe I will. Um, I think I'm ready to find love again. Um, I know that's what I've said coming down here. I've said that's not what I'm coming down here for, but I don't know. This last couple days or week, I've just been feeling like maybe it's time uh, the past two years, I have intentionally not been dating. Um, and if you are a single woman at midlife, trying to date again is not fun. Um, maybe I should just do a whole nother episode about that because I'm serious. We could talk about it. And I even said it in my intro trailer when I very first started this, that we could talk about funny dating stories and crazy, um, crazy dating stories, I should say. And, uh, yeah, there are some pretty crazy people out there and, uh, man, if you're married, make it work because <laughs> dating in this day and age is not, uh, the same as what I remember it being in my early days. Um, I don't know what it's like for young people dating right now, but people my age, uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot to it. Um, but like I said, I think I'm ready. I feel like there is so much to do in life. And 
although I've been doing it and I can do it on my own, I just feel like it would be so much more fun with someone to share those experiences with. And so I'm learning how to open up for that again. Um, And we'll see what happens. You never know. I'm not going to say I don't want to date anyone. And I'm not going to say I do. If it happens, it happens. I'm learning you have to seize the moment when opportunity arises. Because if you don't, you'll miss out. It'll pass you by. If you want something, you have to go after it. Um, I shared on my personal Facebook the other day that I was struggling because there was a job I had my eye on and um, I waited too long because I wanted my resume to be perfect and there were actually a couple of jobs that I was looking at and I wasn't sure do I apply for all of them because it was all for the same entity Um, or do I just send one generic resume? I wasn't quite sure what to do. Well, when I went to go apply for the one I really wanted, it was no longer available. So um, the thing I learned, the lesson I learned there is just do it. Um, And I should know this. I just didn't do it for whatever reason. I don't know why. So, um, and with regards to my career, I've learned that this past year off has done more to my mental wellness than I realized. Um, I've always worked my entire life, starting straight out of high school. Sometimes I've had two or three jobs, and all while raising my three very active kids as a single mom. So it's not that I have no desire to work, um, but I am having a hard time re-entering the workforce. Um, In the fall, it it has been my goal, and it still is, to have my own business. And I kind of started that. And um, But yeah, now I really need to put the the pedal to the metal and make it happen. Um, Because the thought of going back into an office is just doing all kinds of crazy things in my brain. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because of everything that so many of us have been through this past year on either side of the workforce, Um, whether you are still continuing to work through this whole pandemic or not. Um, But anyhow, I want to work. I'm going to work. It's just, um, I learned that it's it's harder than I thought it was going to be Um, because so many times I hear I'm overqualified because I have 37 years experience or because I don't have a college degree. Um, You know, it's just, there's so many different factors. And when you hear the term, you're not qualified or you're not good enough or you're not what we're looking for, that kind of does something to your mental wellness. And, um, but I'm getting through it. So I'm not dwelling on it. I'm not living there. I'm not camping out there. I'm definitely getting through it, but it's just something that I've learned and I've acknowledged. And uh, finally, I've learned that I'm constantly learning, um, even at my age. 
And starting next week, I'm going to be starting a new course. I am so super excited. Uh, and hopefully this will be what I need to um, get my business on track and officially launched and um, up and running. So we'll see. There's so many ideas, but no direction of where to start and how to do it. And I need to stay focused. So um, I love that even at any age, you can always be learning. And the main thing is to learn how to love yourself. Uh, that's, I guess, going to be my final thing, um, is that you got to learn to love yourself, no matter what. All the imperfections, all the silly little things, all the uh, extra weight we just put on in COVID, um, <laughs> just everything. And um, everything happens for a reason, for sure. Uh, these lessons are teaching us something. They're not failures, they're lessons. And so um, I'll leave you all with that. And I hope you are enjoying the beginning of your summer. I hope you have some fun things planned. I hope that if you have kids or grandkids, that you just take time to enjoy them. Every little moment, all the simple things, all the big things, and all the things in between. Um, I just hope that you are having a great summer, and we'll check back soon with some more fun, exciting episodes. Thanks again, friends, for listening in today. It really does mean so much to me that you take the time to listen in. And I really do hope that there is some ounce of inspiration that you take away from listening to my ramblings sometimes. I would love to connect with you. And if you would like to connect and keep in touch with me, I'm usually hanging out over on Instagram at Dining with Debbie. That's my cooking and community page. And you can find it on Facebook also, Dining with Debbie 33. Although I have to admit, I haven't been posting much there. So that's a lesson I'm learning is to be more consistent. <laughs> or I would invite you to also follow me at Debs410, that's D-E-B-S underscore 410 on Instagram for even more fun times. I tend to post there more often. I would also love to see what you're up to as well. Come and join us on the Facebook group, Dancing in the Kitchen podcast, and introduce yourself. Tell me something fun about your childhood or what vacation plans you have for the summer. Shoot me a direct message over there if you or someone you know would like to join me on the dance floor in my kitchen, which, as you know, is this podcast, or if you have any questions. Also, did you know that you can leave me a voice message just head on over to the Anchor app and click the button and leave me a message. And I would love to hear your feedback and ideas for upcoming episodes. And if you did like this episode, could you take a screenshot, tag me, and share it with your friends on your social media? That would be awesome. Could you also do me one more favor? 
hit the subscribe button or the follow button to this podcast and leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Because think about how cool it will be if we can make a difference in just one person's life by sharing our stories and talking about our favorite foods, favorite music, and what lights us up. I hope you leave today inspired and ready to find what makes you hungry for happiness. So again, please subscribe and join me on the dance floor in your kitchen or wherever it is you find joy. Until next time, keep dancing in the kitchen.